0: So, oh, Great big good morning. Good morning. Welcome to everyone who's joining us live online as well as our studio audience here at New Church Live. It's great to have you here today. As we take a look at this idea of biblical angels, and, and I want to start out with this idea. We've talked about this a lot in here at New Church Live. You know, The idea that angels in Hebrew means messenger, which is a beautiful way to kind of hold that idea that, that angels bring messages. And today we're so excited to be sharing and and having you share some of those ideas with us so great to have you here as part of new church live today and wherever you're joining us from from hawaii to california to florida to here in montgomery county pennsylvania it's wonderful to have you here with us so let's go ahead and get started folks Looking, looking at this idea of biblical angels And and the idea of of love makes room, that's what we're going to be looking at today. That's the theme, love makes room. Angels, it's so easy to hold angels kind of like this this esoteric thing. There's, There's a famous theological debate that we're actually fighting words back like in the 1300s, which is how many angels could fit on the head of a pin. That's very esoteric. And we're going to look much more concretely about how the angels, and think if, if you, you, know, you start with the idea of spiritual angels, just think of the idea of angels in your life, how they impact you, how they make you feel, how they change the way you might see the world. So we're going to do that by starting out with a question. Now, now here at New Church Live, for those of you joining us for the first time, what we do as a way to both bring our online and our in-person audience together is we do a lot of texting in church. So what that means is I put up a question, and and then you get a chance to think about the answer and shoot me in an idea that you might have. So the question for today is this, what do the better angels of your nature whisper to you in challenging times? What do the better angels of your nature whisper to you in challenging times? So let's just take a breath, and think about what that answer might be. When you come up with an answer, you can put it in our chat, on one of our platforms that we're streaming on, or you're welcome to text me as well at 215-740-3662. That's 215-740-3662. And then we'll circle back with some of those answers a little later in today's service. So with, with looking at this, friends, and looking at how this works, uh, it's it's interesting, when you're thinking about the message, and you're thinking about, where we're really being asked to see things differently. And I, I do want to stress that. I think we're constantly being asked to see things in new ways. I think that's so much both the message that maybe we get from angels, that's so much the message we get from each other, that's so much especially the message that we get from God. And I want to, I want to talk about that using, using this idea, and I love this quote. We've made the Bible into a bunch of ideas about which we can be right or wrong, rather than an invitation to a new set of eyes. <laughs> I like that. That's Richard Rohr. And, and it isn't about, like, it's, 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 if, if you see the Bible and you see it as like a legal treatise, I think you're missing it. This is about a new way of seeing the world. And it's got a lot of wrestling with it, it's got a lot of challenges with it, it's it's got different perspectives, but that's because we are to wrestle because we're supposed to learn to see in new ways, with new ideas. And to understand that creative swirl of God, humanity, heaven, how it all kind of swirls together, creating this life that we get to be part of. This is important stuff, folks. I think it, I think it really does matter because, because so much of, of, of spiritual life, it doesn't get worked out necessarily in, in really tightly knit doctrinal ideas as much as it gets, gets worked out in relationships. That doesn't mean the ideas aren't important. Of course ideas are important. Words do become worlds. And at the same time, Those words, they have to make their way into relationship. And how do those relationships look? How can we have new eyes? How can we, again, understand more and more that love makes room? How do we understand that in better and better ways? So, friends, as our first song gets started here, think about that answer. What are the better angels of your nature? What are they telling you? Shoot me a text message at 215-740-3662. And with all that, wonderful to have you here. Welcome, friends. Welcome to New Church Live.
1: If the stars were mine, I'd give them all to you. I'd pluck them down right from the sky and leave it only blue. I would never let the sun forget to shine upon your face. So when others would have rain clouds, you'd have only sunny days. If the stars were mine, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd put those stars right in a jar and give them all to you. If the birds were mine I'd tell them when to sing I'd make them sing a sonnet when your telephone would ring I would put them there inside a square whenever you went out so there'd only be sweet music whenever you'd walk about if the birds were mine I'd tell you what I'd do I'd teach the birds such lovely words and make them sing for you I'd teach the birds such lovely words and make them sing for you mine I'd paint it golden green I'd make the oceans orange for a brilliant color scheme I would cover all the mountains make the sky forever blue so the world would be a painting and I'd live inside with you if the world was mine I'd tell you what I would do I'd wrap the world in ribbons and then give it all to you I would teach the birds such lovely words and make them sing for you I'd put those stars right in a jar and give them all to you.
0: The stars in a jar, you know, and how do we, how do we do that and what does that look like? We're going to talk, folks, about that idea of, of how do we get these new eyes, and, and particularly in challenging times. It, it's interesting how, how really good times in life are great for really good times, and they're not so good in terms of changing our perspective on things. I, you know, I was talking to my sister last night, and driving back from, from Pittsburgh, out visiting my folks, and, and just we were talking about just how much life has shifted over the past few years, and just, Just that, you know, her advice essentially was just let life catch up to where you are. Just let life catch up. Because when we go through challenges, it's so easy to feel like, well, life's over here, I'm over here, I haven't caught up, or life hasn't caught up with me. And it's about creating a little stillness. Maybe we can have that today, a time where the two can come together. So we're going to look at a a biblical story here. And this is the story of Elijah. And Elijah is, is afraid for his life. So he goes out and he flees, and and, and this is is a story, and it's when we're gonna pick up the part, And, and this is a story of despair, like the guy is just in despair. Life is as bad as it could possibly be in his mindset. And there's a very important lesson that the Lord gives here about angels, about how we do life, about what to look for when we all have times like that. Take a look at this beautiful passage here, folks. This is Elijah. Then Elijah laid down under the broom tree and fell asleep. And again, this sleep was a sleep of exhaustion. It was not a sleep of rest. This is a man who was depleted and in despair. Suddenly an angel touched him. And I I just, I love that idea, right? Asleep, exhausted, depleted, and an angel just gently touches him. Just gently touches him. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, get up and eat. Must have been an Italian angel. He looked, and then in his head, beside his head was a cake baked on hot stones in a jar of water. He ate and drank and laid down again. So just a little bit of sustenance right there. The angel came a second time, touched him, and again, the beauty of that, folks, that gentle touching said to him, get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. That, there's so much wisdom packed into that, folks. And I think, I think one of the ideas of this, of this, I think that's incredibly significant, is, is that idea, right, when we get into those places where we're depleted, where we're wrung out, be open to that angel touching, and be open to the way the sustenance looks. And and here's something I think that's really important. We're talking about a new set of eyes. And and this this part is incredibly significant. Because I I think, like, at least what I want in life is, is I want God to come in when I'm in those places and to totally save me from the journey. Totally save me from it. We all have journeys, folks, we don't want to take. We all have journeys that that are hard to agree to. It's like, well, my agreement in life was not that this would happen. But here's a journey with Elijah, a hard part of the journey. God's not showing up through angels saying, I'm going to save you from the journey. What he's saying is this. God gives us companionship for the journey. Let that, let that sink in just for a second. Hold that just for a second. We see that again and again. We see it, if you're familiar with the Bible, Garden of Gethsemane, we see it over and over again. Where God's business is not saving us from the journey, but this, this, this part of being with us on it, this, this deep companionship companionship, companionship, breaking bread with. That's what that word literally means. A companion is someone you break bread with. Not as a way to avoid the journey, but giving us sustenance through that journey. And through all that, folks, this is so important. There are people and there are angels, I believe this, (laughs) around us. always hold our best interests at heart. I know with life, with challenges, it's easy when we get into that depleted state. I think one of the ways that hell kind of gets to us is that we, we get to feeling lonelier and lonelier and lonelier. More and more separated out from life, separated out from the world. And that's not really the way God has it. They're always, despite those feelings of loneliness, there always will be this, these little feelings of companionship. And they may be so small that we miss them. Ready for this? They may be as small as a little cake. <laughs> they may be as small as a drink of water. Those small little pieces truly do matter. And when we, when we look at that, folks, we have to understand with best interest at heart, you know, this idea of angels, and this is from, from the book Secrets of Heaven, angels love everyone and love nothing more than be helpful to us, to be helpful to us and take us up into heaven. That is their highest pleasure. This, this is, and this needs said over and over again, this is actually, folks, what is real. This is the force of the universe. This is what love does. Love is constantly pulling us towards this, it's constantly echoing with that, that that love of everyone. And can we open to, can we hear those voices? So so what I believe is those angels speak, and I I think we do know that language. Now here's some of the language that, that people shared from across the country here. One person said, stay positive. Another wrote, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean with all your attention, and lean with all your attention. Acknowledge the Lord with all your heart and the Lord will direct your paths. That's beautiful. Welcome to a new world. Another person wrote, a world of true love. During challenging times, try to, I try to remove my ego from the issue and look Look for how I can be love in action. That's so important. How would you view this situation if it was your sister? That's, oh, that's good. God has more sympathy and love for you than you have for your sibling. Everything that happens has meaning, even if I don't see it at the moment. Accept that everyone is entitled to their opinions. Forgive them when they attack mine, It's good. They say, be still. Love wins, keep going with heart wide open. Breathe, relax, it's going to be okay. Those folks are those, those voices, I think, I think those are really deeply those voices, those voices of the better angels of our nature those voices that the Bible reminds us of, that there, there are these forces. Now again, those forces, and I want to come back and reinforce this point. I'm going to reinforce this a number of times. Those forces are there not necessarily to change the trajectory of life. Like life will be what life will be most of the time. That idea of, of these angels that are, that are with us, that are accompanying us, they're accompanying us on that journey, no matter how hard, how challenging, how, how difficult it is, that idea is critically important. Because that's, again, how we move away from any transactional idea of love, as we say here often, into a more transformative view of love. And when we truly get that, folks, I believe this to be absolutely true. Love makes room. Love makes room. It's it's easy, right, I, I think, to think, you know, and to worry with questions, and I think it's a legitimate question for us to ask. You know, where have we made room? Where haven't we made room? I think we need to be asking that question. Again, where have you made room? Where haven't you made room? Where have you? Where is that true for you in your life? Where haven't you done it? And where have you done it? And it's interesting to look, I think, because when we look at where we've made room and where we haven't made room, it's easy to think that the loving, and this is, gonna, this is hard to put into words, it's easy to get to a point where we believe that somehow the real loving thing is to make less and less room. Now what, is, what does that mean? Well, I think a lot of people in the name of love will really try to, like, they draw everything so close into such a narrow box that there really isn't room for anyone else who doesn't, who doesn't agree with them. Like, don't confuse being loving with being right. Don't confuse the two. Don't confuse being loving with only being around those who are in absolute agreement with us, as someone said. I think that's real important and ask yourself the question, where haven't you made, been making room? And where have you? Notice notice the different feeling of that. Like even as I'm saying that, I think about where I haven't made room and there's many places. And then as soon as I say where have I made room, and there's granted there's far fewer places there, but boy, I think we can all just feel the softening that happens when we get clear of the places where we have made room for other people. I was thinking a little bit about this a couple of days ago when we, were, when we had a meeting, and, and, and fascinating to watch how this all works. We have a service coming up next week, and it's a beautiful service. It's called Community Sup- Support for Families Struggling with Addiction. We've been doing this at New Church Live almost since our inception. We took a time out over COVID and we're going back to it. And what we did was we had this beautiful planning team join us, people from all over the country, from Atlanta, from Key West, from a farm in Western Pennsylvania, from soccer practice with the kids to to Canada, to Lake Wampapak, to all these different places. And, And just to watch folks, people being able to share this conversation and to be able to share this messaging to be able to share this place where it makes room it's always tempting to not do this at least for me it's always tempting to not do this kind of thing it's always tempting to think well i have an idea i'm going to run with it and instead, just, just allowing that idea to just sort of bump out and to, and to hear all these different people's perspectives. It's, it's fascinating. Like, I, I constantly wonder, how does that work? Why is it that, that every time we step into these groups, be that a small group or, or a planning team like this, like every time we step into it, it's it's. It's endlessly fascinating to me how, how there's always something new there. There's always this new set of eyes that I had never thought of before. Never thought of before. There are many things that people said. And, and, and you know even just coming back to those, those simple ones, a number of folks, when we were talking about this, like we started out the, this, this planning team with, what do you want people to know about addiction? And there were so many beautiful pieces. People were talking about, boy, they just all need to know that there's hope. They all need to know that there's unconditional love. They all need to know that support is available, whether that's a friend who's just willing to sit with them or whether that's a 12-step group, doesn't matter, support is available. Folks, don't miss the miracle of that because I do a lot. Those are angel voices, I believe. Those are the higher angels of our nature speaking. And that's so much, I believe, whether you're talking at a community level, a society level, whatever, that we really desperately need to have. And with that, folks, this line that I love as I was getting ready for this service, this is again from the book, Secrets of Heaven. Angels pay no attention to who was whose parent, child, blood relative, or connection on earth. In other words, they're not, they're not impressed with name dropping. They don't care what a person's outer identity was like. They look only at mutual love, at faith. And again, that idea of mutual, key word there. And the capacity for welcoming love and faith received from the Lord, a person lived, lived in while living in the world. And it, it highlighted that because those were the, that middle line really struck me, like the capacity for welcoming love and faith. That's that, <coughs> excuse me, that's that making room. When We make that kind of room, folks, that's where we're, we have this huge capacity for being loving people. And I think that's so much what God is asking. I think God kind of steps in and and asks us like, well, what is your real capacity for love? And it's not said with like a punitive, like you are way under the line. It's it's, no, what's your capacity? How loving can you be? That's a great question. Because it's an open-ended question. I don't even know whether there's an edge to that. It's a little like the universe, right? We, we, we think the edge of our love is this, but then, you know, you get a telescope and all of a sudden you reach, wow, it's way out, it's infinite, our capacity to be loving because we are made in the very image and likeness of God. And the same is true of faith, and, and again, don't confuse, if you're watching us for the first time, don't confuse faith with certainty. I mean, in a certain way, the more and more faithful you become, if it makes you more and more certain, it actually will probably move you a little bit away from God. As we said last week, as as our faith evolves, it shouldn't necessarily always give us more clarity. It should always give us, however, more humility. More humility around all the things we don't know. So capacity and potential. What's your capacity? How would God answer that to you? And what does that speak about for your potential? out there in the world. Not potential to be number one, (laughs) or GOAT, greatest of all time, that's not what this is about. But your potential to serve others with love. And I think part of that is without anxiety. wouldn't that be beautiful? To be able to serve out of that capacity Living into your God-given potential without anxiety. Now, folks, does the Bible talk about this? Are there examples of how this might look? Because capacity and, and, you know, potential, like, what does that really look like? Well, I think for a lot of people, we, we tend to play small. You know, I love this picture, Getting Ready. It's like, you know, we tend to think in, in like, yeah, we got space for one, little mini cars, and granted, those are cool cars, but there's just space for one. And how do we bump that out so, we have to, so that we see space for more? A famous story, probably most of you know, is the story of this Samaritan woman. In other words, Samaritan is another, we would phrase it, a person from the wrong side of the tracks. The Samaritan woman, she goes, she's, she's Jesus comes to talk to her, she's pulling water up from the well, very famous story. Jesus tells her about her life. She's pulling out water with a bucket. Jesus tells her about her life. It's everything she's done, the good, the bad. And then she runs off to the village to tell people about Jesus, to tell them that the Messiah is here. And it's interesting the line that she uses to talk to these people about Jesus. Listen to this line, folks. She said, he told me everything I did. Hmm. Let that sink in. He told me everything I did. That's that acceptance. That's that love. That's that forgiveness. That's that hope. That's that better angels of our nature. And the, the amazing part to it, to me, folks, with the story is, is you can see Jesus here, and these are are our words, they're not words from the Bible, but it's how we might phrase it. You see Jesus seeing this woman doing this task, she's got all this jaded parts of of her life. And here's Jesus going to her, and he's this gentle way of reminding her of her capacity and her potential. Her capacity and her potential. So for those of you who know this story, the story gets really good. So she runs off to the village, starts telling everyone. All these people are like, hey, this is great. I want to meet this guy. And then the disciples show up, Jesus' closest followers. And you know what they say? Why were you hanging out with that woman? (laughs) Like, you do get the irony in that, right? You know, here she has run off to do the work that the disciples were supposed to be doing. And here they are just sitting in their judgment. Not really believing much about the capacity or the potential of her at all. They couldn't see the capacity and potential of this woman. And Jesus could. See, folks, that's where love makes room. That's where Jesus' love made room for this woman. For those of you who don't know, by the way, I mean, her, 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 her life story, she'd been married and divorced five times and was living with a guy. That's pretty extreme. And here Jesus, it's not what he wants to talk about. (laughs) It's not what he wants to talk about. He wants to talk about living water. He doesn't want to talk about the kind of water you can pull up from a bucket. He's talking about the kind of water that comes from our hearts. The flows, that capacity and potential to love, of which there is no end, of which there is no limit. Now, obviously, folks, you know, we have to put caveats. There are some people who, who we have to, of necessity, sort of step away from. But even with all that, I, I think we're being asked here to see things in a, in a much bigger light you know, to sort of hang our little light out there. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, is, is to let that light shine because, because it, uh, love, a real loving light. I, I, just, I loved this picture. I don't know, it just, it just really struck me. Like that's, that's really what love looks like. Love, love is not necessarily some big blazing sun. That's sort of God's business. Love is much more contained into this, into this, this light that all can share and all can see. And and our our job in this in this amazing way is as we make room for other people and we make room for everyone, for loving everyone. We make that love really specific at the same time. I had a baptism yesterday. And I'm sharing with the family, beautiful New Church Live family out in western Pennsylvania. And I'm sharing with the family, just just please teach your daughter this. That the most important person is the person right in front of her. That's the miracle of love. And again, I, I, I really struggle with getting any kind of good language around that. And it seems so important to, to understand that, that God asks us, yes, we are to love everyone. How do we love everyone? God, how do, I lo- how do I go out of here loving everyone? You do it by loving the person right in front of you. Wishing them the very best. Goodwill. Peace on earth. Goodwill to humanity. Wishing them the very best. And then that in turn goes out to loving everyone. Like if you, if you just focus on that, what's right in front of you, you will find beautiful capacity to love everyone. And then folks, just just think about that, right? Imagine the implications of that. Because as we do that, everyone fills with potential. Everyone. Now some may be totally asleep to it. They may be asleep to it their whole time on this planet. I believe some people do that. (laughs) But I think love wins. I think in the end God gets them. I think in the end they wake up. I think in heaven that's what happens. That's the capacity and the potential folks that we're talking about here. So as we go in to our second song here, just think about that way that love makes room. Into the very specific, as well as this, into the deeply universal
1: day after day I'm more confused I look for your light in the pouring rain No that's a game that I hate to lose. But I'm feeling ashamed Ain't it a shame? Oh, gimme the beat, boys, free my soul. Wanna get lost in your rocking phone and tripped away. Give me the beat, boys, to free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and phone and dripped away. To think that I'm wasting time I don't understand the things I do Ooh. The world outside seems so unkind I'm counting on you To carry me through Oh, give me the people boys, to free my soul Wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Give me the beat boys to free my soul. Wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. When my mind is free, you know a melody can move me. When I'm feeling blue The guitars are coming through To soothe me And thanks for the joy That you're giving me I want you to know I believe in your soul Mm -hmm.
0: Rhythm and
1: rhyme And harmony Hear me along You're making me strong Oh, give me the beat, boys, to free my soul Won't I get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Give me the beat, boys, to free my soul Won't I get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Angela, I just want to invite you all to make a donation to support New Church Live. Your donation supports all of the programs that happen here, like our upcoming Fall Book Club. We're going to be reading the book 1,000 Gifts and talking about gratitude. As a part of participating, you get a free copy of the book mailed to you, so we hope that you'll participate in this program. It's going to be on Wednesday or Thursday evenings, and it's just a great opportunity to read a book and connect with one another. Again, your financial support supports programs like this. Without your donations, none of it's possible. So we hope you'll make a donation. You can visit our website you can sign up for the book club on our website or you can make a donation there or you can text the word new church live all one word all lowercase to 77977 i hope you have a great day and i hope you get involved
0: thank you angela so folks i want to close today's service with a, a little meditation thinking about how love can make room in our lives Now there's a great, I I love podcasts, I imagine a lot of you do too, a podcast I really enjoy is called The Hidden Brain. And it's on Spotify, you can look it up. And The Hidden Brain has all kinds of beautiful, beautiful things they talk about. And, And they had on Dr. Lisa Miller. And it was interesting hearing her talk. She's a professor at Yale. And she works a lot with the military, including she's worked with some, I don't believe all the Joint Chiefs of Staff, but she's worked with several of them in terms of problem solving. And she has a really fascinating approach to it. And it's it's this fascinating approach of the better angels of our nature that she uses in a very scientific way to help people sort through challenges. What, What she said is this, imagine this folks, and follow along with me here. She said in life, most of us, most of us, I'd like to think all of us, but we'll say most of us for now, most of us are blessed with a handful of people who really consistently hold our best interests at heart. You just know, they will always have your best interests at heart. I was just out visiting my parents. I'm blessed with two parents who always hold their kids' best interests at heart. Little aside, when I was a teenager, sometimes that meant saying no. but they still always, always held our best interests at heart, still do to this day. It's just in your mind, who are those people? Who are they for you? How many of them are there? Just put their faces in your brain. It's beautiful to think about. We really do have people have the best, our best interests in their heart. Folks, the angels that surround us, whether in this life or in the next, are every bit of that and more, holding your best interests at heart at all times. So this is, this is the meditation that Dr. Miller does. So what I'm going to ask you to do is get a little comfortable in your chair and start out with a big breath. And I want you to think of a challenge or a question that is up for you this morning. What's a problem you're wrestling with? a question you might have about what direction to take. If it's maybe this, maybe even it's something that just feels so intractable, a Gordian knot of sorts that you just can't seem to untie. What is that? Bring that to mind. And just hold it up for a second. And now I want you to picture a table and make it a table that has meaning to you. Maybe a table from when you were a child or or the dinner table or, or some table that has deep meaning to you. May even be a picnic bench at the shore, but a table that has meaning to you. Find your place at that table. Picture around you those people who you know through the tests of life consistently hold and have held and will hold your best interests at heart. They see you fully. and just in your mind's eye, pass your eye around that table. Who's there? They may be living, they may have moved on. What's their facial expression? And now pull back up to mind, pull back up to mind, that question, that challenge, a challenge that might feel intractable, might feel solvable, The decision that has to maybe be made, what is that? And share that around the table. Imagine sharing that for a minute around the table. and you know that at that table, love makes room. What would they tell you about that challenge? What would they say to you? And most importantly, maybe most importantly, what would their facial expression, what would their body language be saying to you the whole time. What's the message? word, in deed, in presence. And imagine that giving you insight. A way to hold it a way to answer it, a way to move forward with it, knowing that love makes room. Now let's take another big breath. Now you can open your eyes and come back to the space. It was interesting when I, when I heard Dr. Miller talking about that and, and thinking about a bunch of military people, right? Not what you would think, but the name of the podcast is The Hidden Brain. Those parts of us that we may not necessarily know or understand, but we can come to know and understand more that will give us insights into life, insights into the capacity of love, and the potential as well, and, and, and folks, Imagine that world, imagine that world, with that kind of capacity and that kind of love and that kind of faith and and that kind of potential that we just lived into that as best we can. Because isn't it always so easy to get mired, to get stuck, to see life with despair and bitterness? And the reality is we need to reach out and up, little cake, little, little bit of water, and keep on moving on that journey. So that's our thought, you know, going into this week, folks. Think about what it means to really get Love Makes Room. To understand that, maybe try that meditation again a couple of times this week. Really understand, especially when you feel stuck, like how is love gonna make room here? How can I see this from that whole bit of of like, what's the potential here? What's the capacity here? What could happen here? Now, is it always gonna happen? Absolutely not. Most of the time, probably won't. But let's keep on trying to make that world, to make our world a little bit more connected to heaven, a little bit closer to the angels which in the end gets us all a little bit closer home. Amen. What we're going to do now, folks, is now I'm going to offer a prayer. Then we're going to say the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father Prayer. And then we're going to do a little, just have a little quiet moment for you to just think about some things with the service and we'll close with a final song. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. And Lord, help us to continue to listen to the better angels of our nature. Even in the midst of times that can feel like despair, allow us to feel that touch, to see that offering. Help us as well, Lord, to be able to see, again, capacity and potential in ourselves, in others, and in life. Thank you for your presence here today, Lord be with us in the week ahead. In your name we pray, amen. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace and bring you home. Amen.
1: You guys can sing along if you know it. Just let my love open the door. When people keep repeating that you'll never fall in love. When everybody keeps retreating, but you can't seem to get enough. Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door to your heart. Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door. door. When everything feels all over, everybody seems unkind. I'll give you a four-leaf clover. Take all the worry out your mind. Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door Mm, to your heart. Mm, Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door. My love open the door. you falling apart. Try today, you'll find this way. Come on, give me a chance to say. Let my love open the door. It's all I'm living for. Release Let my love open the door, let my love open the door. When tragedy befalls you, don't let it drag you down. Love can cure your problems. You're so lucky that I'm around. Oh, let my love open the door, let my love open the door. Let my love open the door, oh, to your heart. Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door. Let my love open the door to your heart. Thank you so much. Have a great week. See you Sunday.